first of all, it's like 50-50. So, of course, we, we always tell that the man is leading, but the lady is, is not only follower. She supports and creating some dimensions. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. Together, we will break all the stereotypes about Ukrainians so that when the flag of Ukraine is lifted anywhere in the world, everyone will know Ukraine and its unique culture because today, Ukraine has a dynamic new generation that will change the world. Hello, My name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. And thank you all so much for the support. More than 220 people participated in this project for Ukraine, from the vice president of the Helen Marlin Group to the vice chancellor of the UGCC Church to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev to students from the FLEX program, Ukraine Global Scholars, Yale University, Harvard, and the London School of Economics to the United Nations, to interns at the Ukrainian parliament and at the Canadian parliament, to top 1% students in Ukraine, but not only them. This project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds. So if you wish to participate, send me a message on Instagram at aziz.future and join the Telegram channel Kiev Future. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians and the world is listening. This podcast is already top 50 in the United Kingdom, France, Switzerland and Monaco. Top 25 in Austria, Germany, Canada, Russia, and Poland. Top 15 in Australia, Italy, Spain, and Dubai. And top 10 in Norway, Sweden, the Netherlands, South Korea, Singapore, and many other places because this is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, we will break the stereotypes together We will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people and this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So let's begin. My guest today is Valeria Kalischuk. Valeria is a master of sports and ballroom dancing, a ballroom coach at Royal Dance Team in Odessa and in Kiev in Pro Dance Sport Club. Valeria is an international law bachelor graduate of the Odessa Law School 
and a master's graduate of the National University of Ukraine on physical education and sport in the specialty management and marketing of sports events. Valeria comes from a mixed nation's family of Ukrainian, Italian, Greek, Russian, and Jewish descent. Valeria, how are you today? Hello, Aziz. Uh, thank you for inviting me. I'm fine. Uh, hopefully you're too enjoying summer day. <laughs> thank you. You're very kind. And I want to begin with something more emotional. So you, Valeria, when you want to really feel alive, to forget all stress and problems and feel your favorite emotions, what is an activity that you like to do to feel just like that? Um, I think for me, um, I would say the most recovery um, pro- process is when uh, uh, I can go for a walk by the sea or, well, while I'm in Kiev um, by the Dnipro River. So um, I enrich myself with the good emotions and beauty of nature. So this helps me a lot. Thank you. And is it beauty of nature by itself? Or is there something about water that really, really fulfills you? I think it's more uh, about the water. Because um, as I grew up on the Black Sea, uh, and uh, each weekend I spend with my family near the sea. So I think uh, that the water gives like huge power to the like people like me, I think. So uh, the water, like this massive energy comes out of there. So this helps me a lot. What kind of energy is that energy? And is it really from the water or from the memories from with family and all the past happy moments? Mm, I believe that uh, it's like... um, everything together but uh, actually I think that uh, the water is like a huge um, energy uh, of um, movement that is inside uh, of it and like a life and uh, when you when you're nearby or you're touching it you can feel uh, how much live in it so uh, I think it's just uh, to renew yourself, to get an extra energy for your future um, week, for example. Yeah, as I uh, told you that uh, I spend a lot of time on the weekends. So for the future week, you can uh, think more clear, clear, clearer. <laughs> so uh, I think it's more about the water. Actually, it's more about the water. That's a wonderful description. And so when you're dancing in the ballroom, how are you borrowing the energy of the water or being like water? Or how is that water affecting your dance? Um, uh, It's a good question. But uh, actually, I think that... um, we can like split the dances like on the different types of energy. Mm, yeah, if we are talking about the ballroom dancing, yeah, because I'm more spe- uh, specialized in the ballroom dancing. And like the, uh, if we're talking about the first dance, the waltz, so there is a wonderful uh, 
song which is called uh, Moon River and uh, it's very fluent um, elegant and soft for example we can talk about um, like a light sunny day when you're by the river by the sea and the water is very calm and for example we are talking about maybe about tango it's more about like a, a storm on the water you know so we can uh, split uh, different um, types of, uh, of water uh, like how the consistency of the water you know uh, so this is the, about the dancing if we, if we are talking about the dancing <laughs> thank you and since human beings are mostly made from water yeah do you feel energy are you really deeply connected with it like in different rooms you feel different energies you feel the energy of different people as they speak as they move you feel the energy maybe when there are the trees and the leaves and are moving in autumn or whatever are you sensitive and living in a world where you are sensing the energy of everything around um i can't say that i am like sensing everything around of course but i can say that i i feel the state of uh, feeling uh, of the people for example with whom i have a, like a dialogue um alive uh, and um, for example uh, as a like a ballroom dancer i can see sometimes uh by the body language of the people uh, their state of uh, mind for example or state of emotions that uh, there are in there so it, it is very visible i think <laughs> thank you and psychologically actually there is a two difference between people usually the ones who can feel the energy they don't know how to change the energy and emotions of others and those who can change the emotions of others are not so sensitive to how others are feeling so did you sense that that sometimes when you were younger you could feel and know what people are feeling but you were confused how to make them feel better or different or you had two abilities to change them and to feel them at the same time i think it's a hard question it's i think it's better maybe to ask someone who is nearby but i think if again we are talking about uh, for example my students of course i always try to find the correct words and to find a correct way to say to them uh, to feel them to help to feel them better you know, and I think mostly it works. <laughs> Thank you. And what is the relationship between energy and emotions? I think, um, if, again, we are, com uh, we are coming back to um, my sport. Uh, the energy and emotion is like very connected because of uh, through the emotion and energy, the audience can be involved in your performance, for example, or in your speech, even the input input that you imply on your actions or on your words uh, can uh, make people feel different. You know, even uh, uh, we work with my partner with uh, some uh, psychologist and 
uh, uh, she helps us a lot with understanding of, uh, for example, meaning of the words that we use for our brain that uh, can allow us to perform better, like to program our, ourselves to with the emotion what we would like to show to the people. For example, uh, I can any emotion can come to my mind. For example, I, I want to show passion or I want to show softness, you know, but um, when you, you look at me, for example, dancing, you will understand that I show some kind of emotion, but you can uh, understand a different way, for example, but you will understand the emotion. And this is for the uh, audience. It's very important to understand to feel the emotion, but at the end of the day, they will um, explain for themselves uh, it, even another way that you would like to produce. Thank so. you. So it means maybe you're sending a message, but it's like an abstract painting where each person can understand their own meaning and their own emotion. Did I understand correctly? Yes, yes. So are you into other arts? maybe poetry, maybe acting, maybe painting or something that is interesting to you in that way? I think uh, I quite often listen to the poetry and always, you know, I like the, mm, po uh, I like the poetry, of course, more lyrics, but um, it always, you have any, like a little question mark are you sure what you understand correctly, what the um, uh, writer wanted to say to you, for example, yes? And even if we're talking about the films, um, uh, do you remember the film? I, I, I forgot how it, it was in English, but um, it was the idea that uh, you fell like into the um, dream you were sleeping and then you got like deeper in the dreams and then in the end of the film there was the scene that uh, no one uh, in the film said or it was a dream or it was a, uh, a real life and uh, you always have a question mark and you put your own like understanding of what was in the end of the film so i think this is uh, this is the like high uh, art that uh, is not uh, very popular maybe now nowadays mm, and uh, I, I wish it was more popular in between of the youth <laughs> thank you and do you like to experience that to keep thinking to be intrigued or more about creating and aspiring to be someone who makes such high art I think uh, it, it is also connected and I think it's both. Of course, I would love to be a great explorer and a great uh, performer that can show like high, high quality art. And of course, like uh, to represent these arts, not only like in Ukraine, but all over the world. And we, uh, for example, we, when we prepare for our performances, like uh, show dances, we're like very deep coming into the, like what we would like to tell to the audience, what we would like to produce, what uh, we would like the audience feel and how we want them to feel. So 
we, we are working on it very hard. <laughs> yes. And now I'm curious, are you a spontaneous kind of person who moves with your emotions in your life? Or do you all make sure you make plans for everything and pre prepare before doing anything? I think I'm more, I'm more uh, prepared uh, and uh, long-term plans person i have to have maybe i have to have more like certain points that i know uh, this period i need this uh, to be there and uh, for example i i'm planned already like some events but of course in the middle of this timetable you can, uh, you should be flexible with the uh, schedule and timetable and everything because it's life and you know like um like covid <laughs> made our life more difficult in this because we can't plan like much more ahead uh, something. So uh, I would say that I, uh, last period I learned how to be very flexible. <laughs> Thank you. And do you feel it was always your personality to be a planner or did the dance and the discipline necessary to be a great dancer is what changed your personality and made you more about long-term planning? I think it was complex of uh, things that organized my uh, character, I would say, because um, I started, uh, uh, I started to go to school, which was like with the deep uh, learning of English and foreign languages. So, uh, you know, that's a, uh, and um, we had a quite big um, program that we have to go through each week. And also I had my dance classes each day. So, and also I had like an extra English uh, le uh, lessons after school and French and math. And so uh, I have to plan everything like very... Uh, precise to be everywhere on time and uh, also I have to of course I have to eat you know I have to sleep and all these things so if uh, I was somewhere out of time it wouldn't work for me like next day because uh, I couldn't effort everything so I think it comes like out of school and, and plus dancing and uh, then university uh, and then when I start to work, so also this is like everything uh, comes to one point that I have to be like quite organized. Uh, and still I want to be like even more organized in what I'm doing and uh, to be long-term planet. <laughs> Thank you. And your productivity, does it come more from habit because you have created it so it continues? Or is your long-term planning from some motivation and goal that keeps you motivated? I, uh, I think that uh, for myself personally, it comes like from uh, motivation uh, because um, I, my my father and my granddad are um, sport person. My father is like a you uh, are a uh, um, boxer, um, Soviet Union uh, champion, and uh, my granddad was his trainer. And my grand, uh, my 
father grew up some champions of world and Ukrainian kickboxing. Uh, and even now he's doing this. And um, he always gave me, you know, such uh, tasks uh, in the childhood, physical and uh, sometimes emotional, that um, at, the, at this time made me maybe upset and I, was, I couldn't understand. Maybe he was too uh, hard for me, you know, like I thought I'm a girl, I'm a princess, I have to, everything should be in pink, <laughs> Uh, glasses but uh, at the end of the day nowadays I I realized that this give, uh, gave me such a power and uh, maybe some kind of uh, belief in myself and he always did and do uh, and um, motivated me to be if I wanted to be a successful person I have to work a lot and I have to learn a lot and uh, it, um, these things doesn't allow me to go like down and to be like neutral. You know, I want to do something extra uh, to be remembered. Maybe. I have so many questions. <laughs> One, why is it important for you to be remembered? And second, I noticed you said about your father, he gave you power. And when you spoke about the water, you said it gives you power. How is that related? Well, uh, first, um, why I want to be remembered. Mm, I think actually it's, um, I think it's a normal uh, wish for the person who, uh, who is like quite um, working on the stage. <laughs> Uh, we can say so, and uh, um, also my grandparents uh, worked, um, they were artists of uh, circus uh, of Soviet Union, uh, and uh, they, they were acrobats, and they were quite famous in the world, and uh, I think this has also like influenced me to bring to this world something special, uh, and uh, to be not only, you know, like a uh, regular human that lives his lives uh, and so on, but also um, make uh, the future generation, like for, of my kids, for example, uh, to be proud of me and uh, as I am for my family also, and um, uh, not to be let down by my actions. And uh, I, I think that, that is what motivated me, one of the most parts. <laughs> and about power, that your father gave you power, and you said about water, that it gave you power. Yeah, um, my father showed me, uh, you, you know, the, when you think you can't do, he showed me that I can. And uh, I that I never have the idea that I can do something physically or mentally. Uh, he gave me such a strong understanding of that the uh, human being is such a strong um, creature on the earth that you only have to think 
that you can do everything and you can reach uh, wherever you want. So I think the, uh, this is what kind of power I'm talking about, about what my dad motivated me. And about the water, I think if we connect uh, these two points, this is like also something huge and uh, massive uh, that lives like through a thousand million years. And uh, uh, sometimes, you know, like storms and everything and this power uh, and energy comes out of there and... Um, nothing can be compared with this. I think uh, this belief in what you can do and the power and energy that comes from the sea, this is something that could be um, connected <laughs> in this question. Yes, and you said water lives millions of years and no matter whether there are uh, storms or anything it stays strong and powerful so two things are you similar to pa to water and is it that you want to be remembered it's the same as staying alive for thousands of years or millions or whatever like that water uh, if it would be so it would be great you know like <laughs> uh, but of course it uh, I think it's like a, a life uh, life term. Um, we will see maybe when uh, after death, maybe <laughs> it, it, it isn't nice to say about this, but anyway, um, we can't judge at the certain point of time, you know, and I, I hope I'm still quite young, so <laughs> I can't discuss about this, but um, um, to be remembered, I think it to do something helpful for the um, beautiful or helpful for the humanity that people will, we can born only the emotion. If, for example, if I'm an artist like of dance and I can bring the uh, beautiful emotion and, for example, my dancing will be remembered, it would be great. If, for example, I will do something, I don't know, um, if I will decide at some point of time to do my career in law, yeah, uh, then you also you can do some like uh, helpful things uh, for the for your country or for uh, living at all. You know, like I don't know the first. Uh, <laughs> uh ukrainian constitution you know that philip orlik uh so this is like uh something that will last forever but of course we can't say um, i can't say about myself that uh, if i could create something but i i want to uh go through this path to to try to do something thank you and you spoke about feeling proud and making your family and those who care about you are proud, correct? Yeah, yes, it is. Then I will ask a very cruel question. Yep. And if you could do everything that makes you feel proud, but nobody feels proud of you, or all those you love and the world is proud of you, but you cannot feel proud of yourself, not because you did something wrong, but you just cannot have that feeling, which one would you choose? Um, hmm. 
I have to choose. Uh, I think at the end of the day, um, you were talking about the family. If I will feel proud of myself, then uh, uh, they at, at least they will be happy about how I feel. So I think this is the answer. <laughs> okay. That's actually good. And to understand, are you a very emotional person? I don't mean like you love drama and crying all the time, but I mean, do you feel emotions in a very strong way? Do you need the emotions? Is emotions life for you? I think more yes than no, but I can't say that I'm super emotional person. I'm I'm very emotional maybe with my uh, nearest, with my like uh, close friends and fam- family, uh, but not um, everywhere, like in certain situation, I think. <laughs> Why not? Do you feel maybe that emotions are a distraction or maybe that emotions are too personal to share with acquaintances or... What is the reason not to be emotional with everyone? First, I think emotions are very personal and uh, not all the people around maybe are are so open uh, and are ready to the open person. And I think you have first to like trust uh, the people who are around you and then you can like show like full uh, spectrum of your emotions uh, and not uh, not all people need them like at the certain moment you know like for example like some accident happened and you're like very emotional I think you have to be like clear minded and uh, to see because emotions sometimes takes your clear vision out of the situation and I think first you need to be like very um, calculated and to like see everything and no emotions uh, should be involved in it so this Thank is you. The for me <laughs> then how do you deal with creating emotions in new audiences because they're new how do you trust them? What is different about that situation compared to other situations? Um, We're talking about the audience, for example. Uh, I don't, um, you know, it's like if you're coming to the theater, you don't know like 99% of the people who are coming and you're not working, I would say, with them like personally. But um, when we are performing, we are try to create like a sphere, the atmosphere uh, around us. And if you like the atmosphere that we create, you will be involved in what we are creating. But not we are trying to put an emotion on you. It's like uh, it's not so personal, you know. Thank you. And some dancers have somewhat of almost a magical ability to like affect the room. They almost change the world of the, of the room. They change the air. It's almost like a magical divine experience when they dance. What do you think that is? Um, 
it's actually the uh, atmosphere that they create inside of their segmented inside of their couple that two persons like started to work in one direction to create one idea uh, so this makes um, and of course we exaggerate for example yeah a little bit emotion so this uh, in uh, in this process the people are involved because it's like uh, talking about the dancing it's um, relation between man and woman it's and this old spectrum of emotions that can be created inside of the couple and so people are uh, they're like watching a no story or film or short film you know uh, so this uh, this is the um, aim of the dancer to make the room uh, to fill in the room with their uh, atmosphere of the couple Thank you. And when it comes to dance, you spoke about planning, how you want the, the audience to feel. So is dance to you more about flowing with emotions or more about doing the right things that create the right results in the audience that you want? It's all in. First, uh, every... Every good performance is a well-planned uh, training before. So we we are planning uh, our trainings and uh, our performance much ahead uh, of the day we perform. And of course, um, everything like technically and sometimes when we talk about the emotional parts, we, we are preparing. But of course, when we come on the floor, and we feel that uh, how um, audience reacts, how the music is, uh, the room. You started to understand like more clear what you will produce today. And of course, we have a, con a good communication with each other, and we start. To, let's do this. Let's create uh, uh, this emotion, or for example, let's uh, do an interesting. Um, performance before the dance or something like this so uh, it all depends also from the training process and on the day you perform thank you and just to make sure when you said an interesting performance before the dance is that something private or you do it in public like in front of the audience no no it's for example of um introduction of the dance for example we are staying on the floor and we are uh, we have like some keys before the our main choreography that we are not changing almost so we can do some interesting like tricks and uh, introduction into the dance for example um, and uh, to entertain you know the audience a little bit when you use the word interesting, are they interesting for you too or interesting for the audience because they're tricks that you know get a reaction? I think it's, uh, of course, you were talking about the ballroom dancing. We, we have some like basic figures that we all use. And for example, we are taking some 
collect from the Argentine tango as we did before. It is interesting for the audience and for us, of course, to perform it because it's something extra that we could uh, use in our dancing. And um, for us, it's like good feeling and new actions. And for the audience, it's uh, pleasant entertainment. Thank you. And what do you feel changes in the character and personality of students when they begin to do ballroom dance or dance in general? How does it shape, affect them? Do like what does it change in the kids as they grow up while becoming better and better dancers? Did you notice anything? Um, yes, of course. Uh, it's the thing you know. It's, it's it could uh, be a long communication with you on this subject, but if to say in a short way. I think it is very um, good for both girls and boys um, who are coming for the ballroom dancing in, uh, in the early ages. Uh, they started to learn how to communicate, like with each one, uh, each another, uh, each uh, each other. Boys learn how to communicate with girls, and this is like a huge. Uh, work to be true uh, for us uh, trainers and uh, girls learn how to feel themselves beautiful you know to perform and they both don't afraid then to um, do speeches to they're always active at school at the university they're not hiding behind the backs of their the classmates or like um, students with whom they are uh, uh, at the university. So I think this gives you more belief uh, in yourself that you know how to, um, uh, I would say, suffer with the emotions that maybe can uh, cause while you're performing. And for the girls, it's a good... Uh, school of uh, living and uh, traveling with the men <laughs> and for the it, it's good for the future uh, life <laughs> and for the boys how to you have to um, communicate with the girl how you should um, talk with her so it is it makes big difference um, for me as a coach and for the uh, people who are not dancing, they can see that uh, um, the ballroom girls and boys are much faster adapting in the sotsum. And uh, I think that this is the main goal. Thank you. And when it comes to ballroom dance, what is a man, what is his role, and what is a woman, and what is her role, if we were to understand from it relationships outside of dance? Maybe someone never danced before, but you said the children learn this. What do they learn? What is it, if you are to describe, based on dance, what is a man and his role, and what is a woman and her role, and what is their happiness? 
if about if we are talking with these deep things, um, I would say that first of all, it's like 50-50. So, of course, we we always tell that the man is leading, but the lady is is not only follower. She supports and creating um, some dimensions or, for example, creating some actions. One second. Before all that, what is the meaning for of leadership in this situation? Just explain it because some people might not understand what it means. Is leadership deciding? Is leadership taking the first step? Is leadership imagining what to do next? What is leadership? And then you said the woman adds dimensions. Well, I don't understand what that means. <laughs> okay. I think about if we're talking about the leadership, it's, um, I think it's to take the res- responsibility of your decisions, where you want to go, where you want to uh, present, for example, your lady, where you, and you have to understand that you're working in a unit, in a team together. And so this is also like about the support. It's, um, of course, from the both sides. And um, for the girl, for example, if we're talking about the um, following, and I said she also creates like some dimensions. I mean that, for example, if, again, we're com- coming back to the ballroom dancing. It's not only the girl should do what the partner creates, uh, and give your information. She also, she get the information and she creates an action and the pose, for example, that she feels right. And it's like a communication inside of the couple. And in between of them, they always have to listen very um, sensitivity, uh, sensitively uh, each, each other to make... Uh, more alive performance, for example. If all this we're take, taking to the like real life, of course, we are um, more about uh, giving the men space and feel your own individual space that you don't need to be like um, 100% like domination of the man or you don't need to be dominated like on him it's you need to feel yourself very calm and self-confidence and you then by your actions and what you're doing your man will feel that he is able to do wherever he wants and he will be supported by you so i think it's the uh, definition for me as a uh, partner working and partners working and uh, couple goals. Thank you. And is that missing for many couples in these times or not? I don't mean in the dance, I mean in outside and life. Outside of life? I think, you know, maybe sometimes uh, with this old feminine programs and uh, etc. sometimes it's missing the this uh, feminine and masculine roles and i think it is i would say it's very important nowadays that um 
these two roles were still like 50-50. I don't say that the woman should like do nothing and the man is doing everything. No, it's more about 50-50 and compensating each other. For example, you know, like it's a balancing in the life and you're, you sometimes you have to be like more stronger and show that everything is fine and we will like we are we are together and we are going to one goal you know like family sometimes your man is more like stronger and uh, he, he takes you your hand and like show you the way we are going together it's more about like uh, like this this kind of relationship thank you so much and Valeria, these days in the pandemic, and you said, yes, it, it made everything difficult. Some people, it made them feel stuck or depressed. How did you deal with it? And do you have any good advice for people who have bad mental health because of the pandemic so that they can return to a more vitality and more life? Well, you know, um, when all this happened last year, I was stuck in Odessa because most of the time I live now in Kiev and um, my fiance stayed in uh, Kiev and well I decided like to stay with my family uh, for like three months or almost and um, I did for myself like a very quickly uh, a timetable through all the date very precise. For example, I woke up at eight. I I had a Zoom lesson of like I teach the dancing and some exercises from nine to ten thirty. Then I had uh, uh, like helped my brother with some lessons at school. Then I had uh, I started to learn Italian a little bit. Then. Um, I had another like dance lessons, then I read book like almost one hour and a half. And these all things helped me to be like in a tonus, you know. So I knew that everything what I'm doing now helps me when I will come out from, we all will come out from the um, uh, lockdown. It will make my day uh, still with the timetable, still with the work, still with the learning. And, well, I for, in my situation, I didn't have so much time uh, of, like, doing nothing because uh, I uh, we were all also prepared for, like, the wedding. We have to uh, reschedule it from the, like, beginning of August to the end of September. So it also had, like, big... Uh, uh, it took a big time. So, yes, uh, I think that scheduling and timetable and stay uh, positive in your mind. And maybe I would say it, it even gives me some more time uh, to think about the priorities, uh, uh, to understand what I really want in my career and uh, um, it gives me more time that you not always have when uh, this all life is going around you and you are always in the rush. I agree. And I like that you see the positive in things and you find them, how to turn them into an advantage. 
Thank you so much, Valeria. And if people want to know more about you, about your training, etc., what is the best social media or website or whatever to go? And I'll make sure to write it in the description of the episode as well. Um, I think the best uh, is Instagram and Facebook. Uh, you just you can like write uh, Valeria Kolishuk, and I think it will be the first <laughs> uh, who is coming. And also there are if just to watch, for example, videos. It's on on YouTube. Uh, I have like a YouTube channel. I put some videos from our show dances and uh, from our competition. So in case you just want to watch some dancing, you can uh, uh, search there. Thank you so much, Valeria. It was a privilege, an honor, and a great time. And I wish you a great day. Thank you very much. Uh, same to you. And uh, good luck with your project.